0: This is Steven Diego, and you are tuned in to Breaking Down the Breakdown. On today's episode, we are going to talk about social anxieties. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Breaking Down the Breakdown. It's so funny. Like, I just realized, like, in my intros, and, like, when I'm talking, like, by myself, my voice tends to get, like, a lot deeper. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to bring it back up right now. Like, I'm trying to bring it to, like normal steven voice anyway hi guys welcome to another episode of breaking down the breakdown if you guys are listening through your podcast stuff hello too bad you can't see how messy my hair is right now to the people who are watching this right now lol it's locked down here in toronto no one's available to cut hair forgive me now we're going to get right to it oh i do have to explain i do not have any guests for today um, I'm also not going live on Facebook because I just kind of don't want to get distracted. I know that for me, at least in my guess, it's really fun doing it live, especially with the random questions we get or the random greetings that we get. But for this topic, I actually kind of want to keep it low-key to myself, you know, because <laughs> I haven't done this in a long time where it's just by myself. Right, I did start this on my own, but, you know, kind of... <laughs> let's get my mojo back first and then we'll see what's up but today's episode we are going to talk about social anxiety unfortunately i know that nowadays this is not a foreign thing um i say unfortunately because as somebody who recently started suffering from this i really don't want anybody else going through it right but it just goes to show that you know this is considered a mental health disorder having social anxiety and before covid lockdowns happened i can bet you 57 uh fifty-seven ninety-nine dollars that most of us never had this and when people had it and we got you know i don't want to say exposed but like we interacted with somebody who had it for the majority of us who never had it looked at them like what's wrong with you i mean that goes for almost every single thing right i mean with depression i feel like a lot of people are a bit more understanding of that because they do believe and they do know that that could lead to you know suicides and like uh, other things right so a lot of people are a bit more touchy about that but when people start talking about social anxiety they don't get it they start thinking you know they're just an introvert (laughs) or they're just shy or you know they just don't like people how many when we were growing up let's say how many okay Maybe it's different here in Canada, but in the Philippines, I grew up in the Philippines and there would always be one house in the neighborhood where people would make up stories of a person living there. And this person is somehow a monster, like not a monster, like, you know, like, like in Western media where the monster like kidnaps people and you know what I mean? I mean, it's close to it. They think of them as like creatures, right? Like horrific figures they're called aswang in tagalog they're like you know vampires but the e people kind of deal it's like a vampire cannibal mix. okay i got okay my point is (laughs) unfortunately as children growing up we were taught that anybody who lived on their own did not like going out in public did not like to be seen in public did not like social interactions anybody who's like that are monsters or they're hiding some deep dark secret and we carry this on growing up you know into adulthood that when we start to as adults you know when the imagination kind of has worn off a little bit ow, sorry just hit my mic <laughs> as adults When we now interact with these people, we start to think they're weird. We start to think like, oh, like, you know, almost as if like, well, they're clearly not monsters. So what the fuck is their excuse? Why don't they just go out? Why don't you just face people? It's not that hard. Say hi. You know, and unfortunately, just the world is not that compassionate, right? Like, we're not, we're just not that understanding but you know with that being said for those of you who have, you know done that for those of you who are guilty of passing judgment like that i'm guilty of that i'm not gonna lie i've said it many times before like my childhood is weird i'm not here to talk about my childhood my teenage years you know like it's weird and i'm talking about i've been through things So, you know, (laughs) anyway, my point is, I don't want you guys to feel guilty for having thought of somebody that way, right? What's important is to now kind of educate ourselves as to why people are like this. And this is the perfect time for it. Why is this the perfect time for it? Well, because you yourself might be experiencing social anxiety. Now it can take on a lot of forms um i had a friend who talked to me about this briefly and this friend of mine you know he's fine like he's i don't that sounds so wrong like he's fine in a sense that people would perceive him as normal right but there was one time where he didn't leave his house for i believe a week or two That when he stepped out of his house, he started seeing people and started thinking in his head, why are they staring at me? (laughs) Why are they looking at me like that? Do they have a problem with me? Like, I don't know them. You know, he was very agitated. And how many of us experienced this during lockdown, when we would, you know, eventually go out to the grocery stores or go on our walks, all of a sudden our mind starts thinking like are they staring at me what the fuck do they want and you start to feel like you're angry you know and with what i started this whole podcast with intrusive thoughts right that's all it is right but it's so hard it's so hard to label it as such when it's so foreign to you especially for me You know, like, uh, people like me, like, I'm a social butterfly. I love parties. Like, before this whole thing, I used to be drunk every weekend. You know, I'm glad I don't do that anymore, but, you know, I love people. I thrive being around people. So, you know, you can just imagine you all of a sudden have to cut yourself off from society. You know, there are some people who are faring better than most of us who are social, right? People who likes being alone. People who you know, are are actual introverts who needs minimal (laughs) contact with the outside world, right? But even they are starting to complain that, you know, it just feels unnatural and it's becoming lonely for them. So it does take its toll on us differently, but my point is, majority of us are now currently going through social anxiety. I wanted to talk about this because i want people to understand that a they're not alone i'm pretty sure y'all know that you guys are not alone you're everyone's going through this together right but b there are ways that you can i don't want to say combat it because when you fight something like mentally it just comes back 30 times stronger that's always been the rule right my therapist says this thing and I I, you know like I'm sure it's a quote everybody's heard before whatever you resist must persist right and it's one of those things where we can't fight the anxieties right regardless of whether it's social anxiety or any other anxiety you have you can't fight it you're tempted to fight it because you feel like it's not you right you're tempted to be like fuck no like I don't want to think that way that's I I don't think like that that's not me that was my first mistake with my OCD and like the whole psychosis thing, right? Like that was my first mistake. You know, leading up to me ending up in the mental health unit, I start, I had conversations with myself. I, I always have conversations with myself, but not to that point. But I would sit down and overthink what I just thought about. You know, there are 10,000 thoughts that comes into a person's mind every day. Why am I so fixated on one thing? And even then. You know, I start asking why and then I'm like, oh my God, if I'm fixated on this, it must mean something. And then it's a snowball effect, right? And then I just didn't want to leave my room and interact with my friends, you know. And for a lot of you who are experiencing that and you can still go out, you're a bit uncomfortable about it, but you still go out. Kudos to you. I am proud because that's exactly what you need to do right um (laughs) i really wanted to bring this to light because i've been noticing on my feeds you know on instagram on facebook um people have started posting up stuff that i'm just kind of like i don't want to say i'm like too concerned about it where i'm gonna go call like a helpline or whatever right but you see it taking its toll it's not easy it never is and i i understand that right but what can we do because we have to understand that we got to take care of ourselves first as well right in order to be able to help other people right that's one thing that i learned to do lately because i would always just want to help other people out and i would always be running on empty that i end up actually not helping people out because i'm just really cranky or like i'd give such shitty advice you know or like i just i just be like oh my god you're so annoying but like but continue venting and it's like wow that's not how i want this to go right there is a th- um <laughs> so my point was sorry i feel like a lot of people don't know what cognitive behavioral therapy actually does now i usually go by the term by the acronym <laughs> but i made my mistake before because i told somebody there somebody asked me like how are you dealing with all of this stuff all the changes and with your ocd and your intrusive thoughts and all that stuff and i'm like oh i use i, I do cbt and they're like how does that help and i'm like what do you mean how does it help like it really stimulates you <laughs> and they were like no shit it stimulates you that's cock and ball torture. And I'm like, wait a minute. That is not what I'm talking about. It is not cock and ball torture, guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if that's your thing, I mean, hey. Go go ahead. I, I'm not stopping you, you know. Like, hey, everybody got their kinks. And I think that's cool, you know. But we are talking about cognitive behavioral therapy over here, okay? You um, see, the thing with... <laughs> The thing with cognitive behavioral... Do I really have to say the whole thing now? Just because I feel like everyone's going to feel like... Cock and ball torture. Cock and ball torture. Um, The thing is... It kind of... The purpose, at least for me, I find... The purpose of it is to ground me. And by that, I mean it allows me... To really think clearly. And by think clearly... It allows me to know that the thoughts I'm having that are bringing the anxieties towards me are just negative thoughts and they're automatic thoughts. That's it, you know, they're... Like what I said, 10,000 thoughts come into a person's mind every day. And that's just one of them. And, you know, being able to understand that actually takes a lot of work and takes time it took me how many months to get to this point now i you know i will always suffer from ocd but look at how i'm dealing with it now i don't know if you guys started listening to me when i first you know did this whole thing last season right you could hear the fear in my voice when i talk about it you can you can hear the worry the sadness you know that, that i was just trying to be strong but now i'm at the point where i'm starting to accept that hey this is it you know this is gonna be my life i am going to always have ocd and that's that but now i'm on stage two where i don't want this to stop me from living my life because that's one of the things that ocd does for me is give me social anxiety Granted, I still only work twice a week right now because it gets overwhelming. Um, even though you know, like it's suggested that I, oh, I, you know, work a lot more when I start to feel comfortable about it, that's why you know, I used to work twice a week, four hours each. Now I'm getting close to doing like seven, eight hours each day, which is you know, a marked improvement. And I would say that because people will sit down and tell you you only added an hour each day and it's like i'm sorry this is my struggle not yours i am proud of where i've you know kind of come from and where i am now so you know let's leave it at that right all i'm saying is cbt helped me get to this point there is one that i always do which is a thought challenging record if you guys have you know google (laughs) um or any other search engines that you use because i know i heard google's not very safe anymore um i think you guys should look into it because it's actually very helpful it took me months to master everything that i'm writing down to really understand what i'm trying to tell myself and now i don't even really need to do it i do it like once a week once every two weeks um and i don't do it when my social anxiety kicks in funny enough it wants me to you know it's a, it becomes a coping mechanism right the compulsion right you're just kind of like you think of something bad you're like oh, i need to write this down you, you know you can write it down yeah you know but i tend to wait i allow myself to really just sit down and be like i'm just having you know an anxiety attack i'll deal with this later when i'm good again because immediately what i think about is oh my god but if i do it later not now i'm gonna have to think about it again and it's gonna bring up my anxiety again but even that kind of thinking right it's a negative thinking style that's catastrophizing you know that's how do i know this I'm not a mind reader. Like, I'm not a psychic. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, right? Like, I'm jumping to conclusions. Hello, like, how do I know that if I start writing this down, I'm going to think about it in the way I'm thinking about it right now, right? So there's ways that CBT allows you to really ground yourself. So, you know, like, I don't suggest that when you do have it like let's say you're new to this thing i don't suggest that when you do have you don't write your stuff down i say write it down that's what got me through it first right I, i wrote things down whenever i would be feeling these weird things or have these weird thoughts i would write them down and you know it's funny because the that fear feeling when you write things down and when you look at the paper what you just wrote that what your thoughts are you know it makes you get so emotional kind of like fuck you know like i don't want to think like this and this won't click for a while it won't click for maybe a few weeks if you know if you're really good with your mind kudos maybe a few days right but you'll start to understand once you're writing it down you start to get scared you start to maybe cry a little or whatever you're kind of like wait a minute why am i feeling like this why am i so scared of these thoughts right well number one is because you know that that's not actually something you want to do and that is kind of the anchor that you're looking for when you're doing these things when you start to realize oh my god my thoughts are not me right it's ego dystonic it is the complete opposite of what I like what I want to do what I'm you know I don't want to say capable of everyone's capable of anything that's one truth right but you don't want to you know and that's kind of the biggest thing there it's not you it's so unnatural and that's why you're feeling anxious so you know take that with a grain of salt i make it sound so easy it is actually very hard but you just keep doing that work and it's amazing you know i do suggest that you see a psychotherapist okay psychotherapy is amazing now they can't prescribe you medication but look at it this way if you're willing to put in the work you're not gonna need medication some people actually they need they need it right so you know if you feel like you need it go right ahead i'm just saying like from my personal experience when i when i was on meds and i know it affects everyone differently right like i know that feeling of you're kind of numb and the good thing about that is you kind of need to be numb in order to process through certain things but my personality is not like that i'm not that kind of person Like, I want to feel something. Because if I'm numb, I'm scared I'm not going to care about things. And then that sends me into a worse frenzy than I ever had, right? So, you know, meds are not for me, aside from the fact I'm allergic to them. But, you know, all I'm trying to say is, if you're looking for a way to kind of manage your social anxiety, if it's not too bad yet, you know, I say you look into talking to a psychotherapist doing some cognitive behavioral therapy you can also do it on your own you know there's so there are so many tools online that pertains to cognitive behavioral therapy study it you know read it make sure that you understand what you're about to do if you are planning on doing it it's a nice little brain exercise it's very refreshing you know it and you find yourself being able to do it without needing the paper anymore without needing your pen and paper later on i can do it when i wake up now because i do have days where i would today actually is one of those days i woke up and my negative thoughts were like a flood because i had a bad dream and normally what i would do is i would go and write it down i'd be like okay you know what it's just a dream whatever but no i i laid down there and i was like okay well i'm gonna get up for the day and i'm gonna allow my thoughts to just kind of run through I'm going to allow myself to feel a little anxious. But guess what? I'm going to go downstairs and, you know, hopefully my roommates are around so I can be around people. Even though my body's telling me, I fucking hate people right now. I'm going to go punch a person. (laughs) I'm going to go punch myself. Why didn't I do that yet? You know, (laughs) it's one of those things. Like, (laughs) that's another way, actually, of dealing with your anxieties. And, you know a few psychotherapists have spoken about if you have intrusive thoughts that are scary kind of say it back in a funny way or like make humor out of it it actually works especially if you're not too deep into that social anxiety things yet like if it's not too bad for you yet you're gonna end up laughing at it and be like holy fuck this is so ridiculous but whatever and you know you find yourself kind of moving on anyway Sorry, went on a little tangent there. Who had to drink? I was talking for so much. But anyways, so I hope what I kind of gave you guys sort of helps you if you are experiencing social anxieties, right? And I think it's important to remember that it's not just you anymore that's dealing with that right now, right? For majority of us who've dealt with it, before covid even happened it might have gotten a lot worse and if you're one of these people you know keep doing what you're doing right keep seeing your therapist if you don't have one go get one right like i say it like it's cheap it's really not cheap but even if you see them once a month once every two months have an agenda for why you want to see them allow yourself to Tell them what's going on with you. You know, if you suspect it's social anxiety, tell them. The worst thing you can do is self-diagnose and then, you know, kind of like heal yourself on your own, right? Like, I mean, you can say, like, I think I might have social anxieties because A, B, C, D, and E, right? And then your psychotherapist is going to walk you through it and be like, okay, well, you know, yada, yada, yada. The worst thing that's going to happen in psychotherapy. And I hope you guys are ready for this. The worst thing is you're going to lose money. (laughs) That's it. Literally, like, there is nothing negative that can come out of it. So I say, guys, if you are feeling a little bit of a social anxiety brewing, or if you're already in it go and see a psychotherapist now with that being said if you can't afford one right taking the shame and the guilt you know and this is a shout out to my book club by the way because we are reading this book called um gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown it's been a great read so far but it's funny because when i read it that's exactly what i have to do with myself it tells you to take away the guilt and the shame of the things that you know you you're afraid of or whatever whatever you're doing that you feel is like oh my god like people are gonna judge me you gotta take that away because that only adds to your anxieties right so back on track if you yourself can't afford therapy a lot of us can't right now i actually cut back my therapy from once a week yeah i'm spoiled once a week now that i'm not covered by my company i have to shell out tons of cash to once a month i was scared at first scaling back i was scared terrified but within that same aspect i realized i started using my therapy as a compulsive behavior that i feel like if i don't have therapy this week i'm gonna fall apart Again, like what I said earlier, that's an unhelpful thinking style, right? That's negative thinking styles. I am catastrophizing things. I am disqualifying the positive. The positive being, I have been in therapy once a week for a few months. If I scale back to once a month, the positive thing about it is I can handle it. Because I have all of the tools that I need to help me get through the day. Right, But it's easy for us to disqualify anything positive when the negative thoughts just take over and brings us to this place of fear and uncertainty, or rather, certainty. And I do that with a quote. I said that with a quote for you listeners who do not have me on your videos. Certainties, things that you feel like you're so sure it's about to happen. You can never be sure of what's about to happen, right? You're not psychic. We can have intuition, right? I'm not taking that away. There's moments where we're very intuitive to things. But majority of the time, if you actually sit back and, you know, logicize things, is that a word? can i just say rationalize things um you're gonna realize that wait a minute i have no actual hard evidence that shows my anxieties are telling me something's about to happen that's bad like it that, that don't work that way it just doesn't right when you have your social anxieties and you know like you're afraid that once you step out of this door Let's say somebody's going to yell at you or like you're going to get embarrassed because you're going to miss the bus. That sounds so ridiculous, right? But it's really not ridiculous for people who have severe social anxieties. Look at it this way. Somebody who's afraid of that happening, there's a lot of whys, right? If they miss the bus, they don't just miss the bus. They could think... If I'm standing there and I miss the bus, everybody on that bus is going to laugh at me. Everybody on the street who saw me miss the bus is going to laugh at me. Everyone is going to think I'm stupid for missing the bus. If I'm late for work because I missed the bus, I'm going to get to work and tell them I missed the bus. Then they're going to laugh at me for missing the bus. Then get mad at me for being late for work. It piles on and on and on and on that's just one example of how social anxiety can affect a person right but trying to paint that picture this is where cognitive behavioral therapy really does kick in and help because it allows you to take a step back from that specific everyone's laughing at me thought into saying to yourself how do i know they're laughing at me did i trip missing the bus did i do something silly missing the bus you know even if you run and you miss the bus why can't you think they're gonna feel bad for me because i tried to make it for the bus and i didn't make it and there's instances where you know you've been on a bus and you see somebody miss it and some people on a bus you always stop that person's trying to run for it right and it's because it's so much easier to think of the negative things that makes us feel that shame that makes us feel that weird feeling where your body starts to go cold and just kind of like fuck like I'm, I'm shaking and I'm like this is too embarrassing I can't be here or I'm too scared social anxiety for you right and like what I said it's different for everybody it's different um, in the ways it manifests itself But at the end of the day, the end product that it wants for all of us is for us to shut the world out, for us to stay in our rooms and be afraid of the entire world. And that's the dangers of social anxiety. It leads to something else. It changes who we are but it doesn't need to be that way is what i'm trying to get at it'll be it'll take like you know tons and tons and tons of like negativity for us to even be rewired like that right but even then guess what it is never too late cuz you can actually rewire your brain without having to undergo surgery and it's one of the best things about having a brain it's one of the best things about our brain we can rewire it if we feel like something's up, you know? And there's that. Anyway, I have gone on for too long. I did not expect it for you this long as well. (laughs) I'm so sorry, guys. I just feel like a lot of us are suffering from social anxieties and, you know, it's time to just help each other out. Let's, you know, let's remind each other that This isn't who we are when we start to feel these anxieties. But we'll respect our boundaries. We'll respect our space until we're okay again. Let's remind each other that there are no closed doors or windows for anyone, right? We're always going to be there for each other if we really need it. Let's keep practicing being compassionate towards one another to help us get through this. I don't know where you're listening from, whether you're from Canada, the U.S., Korea, Japan, you know, Europe. I mean, hey, we're all human and we are all experiencing this right now. Maybe not the ones who, like, you know, don't really have COVID anymore. Um, even then, right? Um, even before COVID happened, there are people who were just wired like this. Let's take a this experience and turn it into something that we can help other people with. Because there are a lot of us who can get through experiences like this and come out stronger. And then there are some of us who goes through an experience like this and falls apart. And hey, that's okay. We're not all the same, right? We're built different. But for those of us who don't fall apart, let's help the people pick themselves back up and remind them that, hey, that didn't need to happen, but it's okay that it did. Just a little kindness, guys. Anyways, thank you for listening to my rant next Episode. I really am trying to get my friend to speak about fitness and mental health because he is the perfect example for that. I know I said it was gonna be this episode, but you know things happen, right? He has midterms and you know still on lockdown. But you know I really hope that this episode today just kind of leads up. To the, it is gonna lead up to 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 fitness, right? But I really hope that you guys kind of took away something from today whether it be the not cock and ball torture or just being kind to other people but most importantly guys being kind to yourselves it's okay and always remind yourself of that this has been breaking down the breakdown with me Steve, and diego now if you guys want to get on the show have any questions for me you know just email me, Steven Diego, that's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-D-I-E-G-O at hotmail.com. And I'll get back to you. I think I might have missed some emails because it might have went to my junk. Oh, my God, I think I should check that. Maybe that's why no one's emailing. <laughs> or maybe people just don't listen. I don't know. Anyways, thank you so much, guys. And I hope you guys have a great day, a great night, wherever you are. And keep tuning in. And remember, if you guys want to talk about something, I don't care who you are. You don't got to be famous. You can be somebody I don't even know. But if you feel like getting on this show and allowing yourself to just vent and let everything out is going to help you, reach out. I would be more than willing to help. See you guys.